Alrighty, so that was the games for the week. Um, you know, some interesting talking points there. Some not so much, you know, some games you just sort of don't worry about. But, you know, it always makes you thinking, and that's what the butt fumble is about. <laughs> Keep you thinking. Um, Alright, let's go on to... Hey, David. Hey, Richie. You interested in some trivia? I sure am. Ooh, lovely. What would you like? Would you like uh, some receiving trivia, quarterback, or running back trivia? Quarterback trivia. Okay, quarterback. Which ones haven't we done so far? Because we've actually done a few quarterback ones already. Um, let's see. What have I got left? Um, oh, here we go. Where would you rank Kirk Cousins for touchdown leader for quarterback? For this season. For this season. Ooh. Maybe 16th, 17th? Oh, sorry, I take it back. Probably 12th or 13th. What if I told you, hashtag 30 for 30, um, he's in the top five. 16 touchdowns. What? Three picks. He's also had the least attempts. Uh, oh, that I'm not surprised. Least, what game he made 10 attempts? Uh, <laughs> least throwing attempts <laughs> yeah, out of the entire top five. Is uh, Jared Goff the person who's made the most throwing attempts, considering he's had about three games in a row with 50-plus? Um, tell you what, I don't know. I'll look it up while I'm talking, and I'll get back to you later on. Um, but there you go. There's another one. Would you like another one? That's my quarter. I'm out of quarterback ones. Right, sure. Let's let's go running back. Let's go running back. Um, Okay. Let's see. Oh, this is the one we want to do. Can you name... There are four teams. Is it four teams? Yes, four teams that have less rushing yards than Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. Now, I will, I will help you out here and say one of them is not Chicago. They had seven more yards. <laughs> right. There are four teams that have less than Lamar. He's, by the way, he's got 637 yards from 99 attempts. Okay. Miami? Um, correct. The Bengals? Correct. Bengals are last, I'm pretty sure. Miami that are second last. Doesn't surprise me. I've had Joe Mixon. I know exactly what that's like. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. It's so rough. Oh. This is a tough one. The the Jets? Yes. With Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Once again, another player I own. Yeah, you might as well pick up Balazs so you can have them all. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Um... Two left? Uh, one. There was only there's only four. It used to be more. Um, so some teams have pulled their fingers out, like Chicago. They had that one game <laughs> where uh, Dave Montgomery went off. Um, but yeah. Probably missing a real obvious one. Look, it's a team you... Is it Atlanta? You've interrupted me there with the correct answer. It is Atlanta. Sorry. So they are the four <laughs> teams that have worse rushing yards than Lamar Jackson, which is a concern. Going back to your previous comment of uh, Jared Goff having the most attempts, he actually doesn't, which is, I think, surprising to most people. He comes in at six with 314. Number one is Brady, and then Dalton. Wow. Dalton. Rest Um, in peace. There you go. 
Um, he, he, yeah, interesting little stat there. Um, shall we do one more trivia before moving on? Sure thing. All right, this is, this is one that interests me. Um, who has the most receiving touchdowns at the tight end position? tell you right now if you guess this I will be very surprised no would you believe me if I said it was Darren Fells of Houston (laughs) I would not really he has six wow he's he's clearly done nothing else then oh yeah he had that one yard catch (laughs) that was the only catch Um, 24 catches he's had all season for six touchdowns I mean, like, do you roll the dice if you need a tight end? You've got a 25% chance he gets a touchdown on a catch. Fair enough. That, like, if he gets four yeah. catches, he should statistically have a touchdown in that game. Going back to the previous stat, I did look it up, and it was uh, just on Sanu. It was uh, eight throws, seven catches, 288 yards, and four touchdowns. So, I mean, that's 50% throwing a touchdown. Sign him up. That's better than so three if- quarters... I say put a team with both of those two together, and you've got an unbeatable team. Get Sanu, get a Darren, Darren Fells. Fells. <laughs> Fucking OBJ, he's got a good arm. <laughs> what a team. I mean, there you go. Alright, so moving on, what's the next thing we had in the agenda? Uh, let's talk a bit about Fab. Um, you know, I had a few Fab pickups this week. Um, some are, some of them are interesting, others aren't, you know. But I think the main ones is a Devonta Parker, fourteen bucks going to a, a Team X Jez. Was there any bids on him, or was it just fourteen? I think it was just Jez, wasn't it? Knowing Jez, it's probably just the fourteen because he sort of seems to spend a lot on players that no one else bids for. Um, Sixteen dollars it was, and no one else bid on him. It's sixteen. Yeah. Where the hell did I get 14 from? There you go. Research. Um, 16. Yep. No one else paid for it. Um, what do you think? Preston Williams out for the season. You reckon he could actually be pretty good. Kids Magic's done well. Uh, he they've might got, be, they've he got might some, be all right. They've got some viable options, uh, matchups. So. Just want to point out that uh, Jez, for picking up Parker, dropped to Sean Jackson. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't you worry about that. I'll be talking about that. Uh, that'll be popping up soon. Um... Next one, Ronald Jones, 12 bucks going to Karen. Like, they say he's going to be, they say he's now the lead back, but, you know, that can mean he could take the first three carries and then, um, you know, technically Matt Breeder is the lead back. He always takes the first two or three rushes. Well, this game <laughs> like, was actually the first game that Ronald Jones had actually, like, started for Tampa Bay. Um, do they actually have a, a do they have a run game? They're still at all? in a complete timeshare. It's Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones, and as we've seen before, like I said, you know, you get uh, you get Ronald Jones stuck, you know, with twelve carries, and then the very next week, Peyton Barber will just be the one with the twelve carries. It's impossible to predict, and I, yeah, as much as Ronald Jones seems to be the better back in Tampa Bay, uh, they just never give it to him. I mean, we're in the same situation here with um, uh, what were the other two teams that? Um, I haven't got a clue. Uh, can't even remember anymore. Um, wow, 
Oh well, look, if it comes back to you, you can bring it up. You can interrupt me and bring it up. Um, we're not going to sit here and wait for you to figure no. it out. Um, but like, do they even have a run game? The last three games, Winston has thrown it. He threw it 44 times against Seattle, 43 against Tennessee, 54 against Carolina. Kansas City, sorry. That was the other team. Anyway. There we go. Good. There we go. Just <laughs> you know, mix it up. He's got it down. Right. I mean, he's, you know, for 12 bucks, if you got the money, I guess, which I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, think, don't think Sachs has much money left. Look, not to tout myself, it probably means that I haven't spent enough considering where I am on the table. But the only people really now left with money is Dan and myself at the opposite ends of the te- of the, of the ladder. Yeah, um, the only two with the, uh, I mean, I'm looking pretty good with ten bucks. <laughs> um, Sheamus has uh, blown his load early. Yeah, look, that's some questionable fab decisions. That'll be popping up later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dan's good. Dan's just sitting cruisy, fifty six dollars in the bank, eight and one record with the fourth most points scored. It's just ludicrous. Um, you know, you, you never know. You're, you can use yours as a toilet bowl, bowl uh, last second I'm ditch splash save. out. Splash out on the last game of the season. <laughs> 40 bucks on a quarterback. Who knows? Um, these ones, like, so these seem like overspends for me. Ravens D for 10 bucks. Rams D's for 10, 7 bucks. I mean, anything, like, really just defense in general. You're spending money, that much money. How does that compare to the Pats D? Um, well, that'll be coming up in my burning bus um, section, which will be done after the, the, this one here. We just do. Like, do you think anyone is worth spending? You know, like for defense-wise, spending that unless you're obviously the Pats. Who unless something picked. comes up like that. No, I, I think Wait, spending, the Ra- spending Ra- any more than two two percent of your fab is probably unless you know, like a San Francisco or a Pats comes up where. It, probably spend a decent amount to get um, you wouldn't want to spend any more than like three dollars worth of fab especially this time of the year like I'll probably let like Dan slide with the Rams because he's got the money so it's not a big deal oh yeah well that's it also it also is very um, dependent on your I but guess, I mean situation Sam splashed 10 bucks for the Ravens who really you know kind of just had this one good game really in terms of fantasy defense points he's down to seven bucks I mean that's that's a lot to splash out on a defense um, halfway through the season, yeah, it's over half your fat gone. When did he? When did he purchase them? These are these are all um, the latest weeks fat. Right. Well, I mean, according to Fantasy Pros, according to Fantasy Pros, yes, love the theme song. they're ranked number one defense this week at playing Cincinnati, which Sam has obviously gone and splashed out just for this game because overall. Yeah, overall, if then. If you look at the Ravens, they are ranked 10 overall. Um, and there are several options that he could have picked up which are higher, including Carolina and Pittsburgh, and potentially the Chicago Bears, which are only coming on waivers tonight if anyone is interested. And then, like, they've got Houston, the Rams, San Fran, you know, not easy defensive fixtures. Okay. So we'll see how that plays out in the long run. Could be a one and done for Sam. You never know. Um... But that, you know, those are the main ones for this week. Now for the season that has gone. <laughs> We've got a lot of fat that has gone down. A lot of hits. Mainly, mainly misses though. <laughs> and this is, this is going to be Richie's top five boom or bust fabs. Um, gone through, had a look, tried to rank them as 
best I can in a very short period of time, so I might just, have missed something. But just before you get into it, what do you think of the uh, change to Fab this year? Big fan. Yeah. Same. Very big fan. Rolling waivers, I realised, is just the worst. Well, sceptical at first, but um, very much in love with Fab. We'll keep it going. Yeah, 100%. Shout out to uh, Sam, I think, for suggesting Fab at the start yep. of the season, and Saxon for implementing the vote. You know, good. it's nice to see that sometimes we have a democracy um, when it comes to fab. Um, you, guys, you guys can interpret that however the hell you want. Uh, we love you, Karen. <laughs> Should I do the, uh, do the countdown? Um, you going from five to one? Well, it, it's my list, so I think I'll do it. No, uh, I'll just say the number. Oh, you want to you do the number and I'll read out the name? Okay, shall we start? Do you want to start with booms or bus? Ooh, bus, please. Bus. All right. Here we go. All right. Hang on. Number five. Number five. Uh, Twenty-one dollars. Will Fuller. Basically got injured almost straight away. <laughs> had, had a good game. Um, shout out to Jez. Like, could have put him bet further down on the list, but I think he. He'll come back, and he's he's definitely got that upside when he does play. He's a great deep threat, but for twenty one bucks, he's and he basically I think played one game or something, and he dropped it like one or two touchdowns as well. Because I watched that game with Deshaun in my list. Um, yeah, I'm going to put him at number five. All right, number four. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, twenty one dollars. Jez, shout out again. Uh, <laughs> he's had a absolute blinder on the fact that this is this season. Um, look, it's. You know, there's always going to be a bit of panic first game of the season. People pick up a player um, basically on how they've performed after week one, which is definitely going to be popping up um, soon in this list. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, yeah, it's gone on IR now and been on, out injured for the rest of the season, but I mean, it's Deshaun Jackson. You know what you get with Deshaun. He's totally boom or bust, deep threat player only. For 21 bucks straight up. First game of the season. Terrible decision. How's the outlook look like for um, Jeffrey now that Deshaun's out there? Um, well, I think their game's mainly going to be run-based. I think Zach Ertz will probably be the prime target. Even yeah, Goddard now is coming in and taking... I think the receiving core is just a mess yep. in terms of who's the lead. Uh, so Ertz is definitely, in my opinion, the best player as a receiver. But... Considering the way Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are going, you, they're going to be basically focused on that run a lot more. Um, and you can see just how well it's gone. Um, yep. Yeah, all right. Number three. Well, I, I really wanted to put this guy as number one. I really did, but when I went through the list and saw it all, it, I, there's just others that just had to go ahead. TJ Hawkins at $21. <laughs> a personal favourite of yours? Oh, you know. I played the dangerous game by saying I would not touch a tight end at a Detroit, especially a rookie. Called it out after one game. It's paid off, right? <laughs> Dude had a great game against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the worst defence against tight ends. They're pretty much giving up a, tight, a touchdown a game to tight ends. Also, rookie tight ends never exactly. consistent consistently in the first year in the league. Takes them a couple of years to warm up to it. Hundred percent. They are notoriously known for slow starts, and that's because you know, you're, you know, as expected for a tight end. The physicality in the NFL is um, just not the same. But yeah, one good game, twenty-one bucks spent. Saxon and I quote, couldn't believe he only went for twenty-one dollars. Expected more. Uh, 
didn't start him for a sing- for the two games he held him. Had about five yards in total for those two games, and then dropped back to free agency. So if that isn't the definition of a bust <laughs> for a fifth of your fab, I don't know what is. Um, so that's number three, TJ Hawkinson. Number two. Yeah, sacks again. Uh, Chase Edmond, $33. Like, understand the logic for a handcuff. You know, DJ is, you know, you, need, you want your handcuff. Chase Edmonds is a very good player. And he did have one game, but I don't think he was actually owned for that one game. And now he's out injured. Kenyon Drake has come in. That whole backfield is going to be an absolute mess for fantasy. For $33, a third of your total fab you get given. Like, I, I can't see that as anything but a bust. I dispute this one a little bit. I, I think some of these uh, some of these players that you've selected have been, like, you, you could see that what ha- ended up happening could have happened. I mean, the, the reason why Chase Edmonds decided or ended up not be, or being a bust is because he got injured. I mean, besides, but if he didn't get well, injured, they probably might not have even traded for Drake. It would have just been Chase Ed- Edmonds' job until Johnson came back. And Chase Edmonds was actually doing really well before Johnson went down. They were set, like I said, they were, they were talking about Chase Edmonds. And when Johnson came back, it would have been a timeshare. So this one, I'm not 100% on board with, even though he's technically a bust. I wouldn't have put him this high myself. Um, well, to be fair, I feel know, a bit. I feel a bit for Saxon here because that one did actually look like he had a lot of potential to be at least a timeshare in that job, even after Johnson came back. And even now, we don't know when Johnson's actually coming back, so it would have been a good pickup uh, if he didn't get injured. I mean, like, so, like, my category for this is, which I probably should explain at the start, is basically the amount of money you've spent for the return you've gotten. Yeah, no, so no, no, I get $33 to have the guy who is basically going to be a handcuff, and despite the injury, like that would still, you know, generally players in sport that are bust is because of injury. You know, they usually go through injury cycles, and generally, you know, there are the ones obviously performance based, but for that, $33, you expect something big returned, but, you know, injury hurts. But I mean, when you're spending that much money for no return, that's what I'm constituting a bust. I, I, I feel for you, Sax. I just I, I do agree on this one. This 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 was un unforeseen. Um, the other one's not so much, but this one was unforeseen. Um, but yeah, so that's my number two. Alright. Number one. Alright, so this one this one definitely makes sense. You know, there's no injury base on this. Um, like really, do you expect anything less for your number one? Um, Ty Johnson. $35. Sam picked him up. Carry yeah. on went to IR. They thought he was going to be the lead back. Um, he's not even the lead back. Was it Trey Carson came in? Yep. Took over the lead snaps. It's now complete share. I don't know what's going on for that. He spent $35 for a guy. JD McKissick's scoring pretty well as well as the running back. Yeah, like he's a, I think he's mainly a receiving option as the back, yeah. but still, it's just shambles. You Austin don't. Austin Eckler of the Detroit Lions. Um, if you're going to do a comparison, it's James White. Sorry. You do the comparison to. Sorry. He is the ultimate wide receiver running back. Um, but yeah, you spend $35. You got dropped the next week by Sam. <laughs> so that's just 35 bucks pissed away. Yeah. Like, if that's not. That has locked in number one miles ahead of all of. Um, but that's my top five busts for Fab. Um, there are I do have a shout out to uh, Will Gorman. Wayne, Wayne Gorman. 
Was it Wayne Goldman? It's Wayne Goldman. Oh, God, sorry. Uh, I, I thought for sure, I, w- I see, I would I would replace Chase Edmonds with uh, Wayne Goldman in there. Well, because see. He, he was only ever going to be in for a short amount of time. Chase Edmonds was. Yeah. But Gorman, like Gorman had his production. He had a good week and then he got injured. But he was, yeah, he was only going to be there for tops three, four weeks. Yeah. So for $28, no one was going to spend anywhere near that. Um, so, like, it's just. Yeah. I think the nearest bid on that one was like $12. That was me. Um, yeah, pretty much. Other than that, um, nothing really sort of stands out. Real, you know, for that, that's probably my like only special mention one. Um, you know, they're all pretty significant fabs. Um, yeah, so let's move on to the, uh, the booms, the booms, the best pickups. Now, for this one, the carrot for terms of category, I'm going to be doing obviously money to what you get back, yep. but also taking consideration the value it is to that player as opposed to the rest of the league so how you know valuable they are to the guy that picked them up as opposed you know situational dependent yeah yeah um alrighty let's get that going number five um Jordan Howard even though I went for 22 bucks which is still a fair bit he's been a starter for Matt every week picking up double digit points he's probably the I mean, the lead back in terms of carries at there. I mean, it's still sort of split, but he gets a lot more touches than Sanders does. Yeah. Um, and they seem to really want to lean on the run and on Jordan Howard. So, I mean, he's done well considering how poorly Matt started. He's, he, Matt does this every year. He did it last season as well. He, he always turns it around in the last half of the season and goes on like an unbeaten streak for four or five games to get him up close to playoffs if not in the playoffs from like last place this is yeah. a common trait of his you know it's uh, concerning that I'm playing this week when he's on a f- 4-0 and run um, to still be at a below 500 record go Matt um, but yeah I'm 5 John Howard I'm happy with that um, yeah. next one number 4 I'm going to go Coleman Tevin Coleman Dan picked him up for 12 bucks um Hang on, hang on. Can I just stop you here? Because I was watching the San Francisco game last week when they were playing was it the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. The amount that you whinged about Coleman just being an absolute rubbish running back and that Breida was significantly better. Uh, I stand by that. I still think <laughs> Breida's a better back. but You refused um, to give him any compliments and now you're ranking him as number four in your pickup of the season for that. Well, it's just because of the way, like, the, I mean, he's still got that production value, even though I just, you know, his stats aren't really that good. See, I'm not, I don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not criticising Coleman here, I'm just calling you out on this. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Like, I picked up Breeder last season, I had him for a bit this season, so I, I got a little soft spot there. Oh, Melbourne Gordon. Um, sorry, game's still going, can you believe it? Um, yeah, so, but I mean, he's got good value. 12 bucks isn't much for a guy that, you know, has done well on a team that's one of the leading rushing teams. So he's had his moments. He's been a bit up and down, but, you know, when you have a you know, 30 point game the other week, he's had a couple of double digits. You know, I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, you know, maybe you could probably split it, maybe swap him and Howard either side, but I think Dan's sort of taken advantage of Coleman pretty well. Um, so yeah, it's number yeah, four. I know, problem with it. Yeah. Number three. Right, Golden Tate. 
this this might be a bit confusing people, but Sachs picked him up for a dollar. So a dollar's pretty good. And then packaged him and Gurley to pick up Davin Cook in a trade. I mean, how is that how is that not a good wise decision? Like that's worked out so well. Oh, Everyone no. Over- I was going to say that's some smart moves, but now I know exactly what you're going to choose for your number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Oh, um, God. This is going to kill me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he spent it all. Got rid of Gurley, who is on limited snaps all season. Probably will be the rest of the season. Picked up Workos Cook um, in a trade. So we're very rattled and shameless. I think we could probably agree on that. Um, and it's just worked out wonders, really. You know, got, didn't have to really get rid of any of his lead receivers in the process. So that's uh, take number three. I'm just mad that I've worked out already in number one. Number two. Austin Hooper. So, you know, this is the... Of course the top two are your own players. Little, little well. shout out to Here me. Here we go. That's... Austin Hooper, number one tight end in the league. Um, picked him up for nine bucks. Not too bad. Um... Did have him earlier on, then dropped him, and then re-picked him up. So it's been a little bit of that type of a heartache. But for nine bucks to have what's basically a lock and load of tight end one for the rest of the season, who's comfortably number one in fantasy stats at tight end. I believe he's... Um, where are we looking at? 91 points compared to Kelsey's 78. So he's, he's rocking it there. He's got the most receptions. He's got... Second most touchdowns. He's up there. I think he's probably top two. I think he's second for yards. Um, targets, he's probably second as well. So, for nine bucks, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm very happy with that. Number one. Right. So, it's, uh, you know, as we have talking about going Tate for one dollar in terms of trade value, how about it's not Hunter Henry? I wanted to put him in the list, but... I couldn't. It has to be, unfortunately, the Pats D. Okay, good. Sachs picked him up like the <laughs> start of season for like week one, five bucks. Right, Pats D. I mean, like, where, where, do, where do you even start to talk about how good they've been defensively? They've got 165 fantasy points. Do you know what the next best fantasy defense is? I'm going to say it's probably under 100. It's San Fran at 105. Yeah. And then 94, and then 86. Yeah. For five bucks, it's a no-brainer. Has to be the best fad pickup, yeah, even though it's, even yeah. though it's a defense, and really shouldn't be spending too much fab on it. I mean, five bucks isn't much. We just saw the Ravens go for ten, so um, I'll definitely pick up of the season. Not my Greg Zerline for a uh, dollar, the number one kicker. Yeah, you wish you spent dollar, mate. You spent like six. Fair point. <laughs> trying to wiggle the truth around. And I, may, I maintain it. Do it again. Um, special mention definitely goes to Russell Wilson. Um, I didn't realise he was picked up on Fab. Yeah, yeah said, I think it was Matt's got him, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, for 11 bucks. I mean, the dude's probably going to win MVP this season, so for 11 bucks for that. Even though it's a quarterback, I don't like spending Fab on quarterbacks. Um, for the guy that's, you know, it's... Don't have to worry about that position for the rest of the season. For eleven bucks, pretty good. Um, I, I didn't put it down, but I am going to do it just because of your reaction. I'm putting Hunter Henry in that list. Even Boo. twenty-eight bucks, even yeah, twenty-eight dollars is a lot. But the dude is a very good tight end. He's got a touchdown in this game against Oakland. We're watching now. He's an absolute freak player, and 
fought, you know, to be able to bundle him into a trade to get McCaffrey, I'm pretty happy with that. So I'm definitely calling that a good pickup. Considering the guys that I needed called, tight ends, I called your tactic as soon as you did it. As oh, well. you knew exactly. Of what course, was going. of course, it was, it was obvious. I had, I had the number one tight end, and I spent twenty eight dollars on another tight end. Like it's obvious what I was going to do. Just surprised me that the guys that needed tight ends didn't do it. You know, but there we go. That's my uh, fabs for those. Um, anything? Any add-ons, comments you want to do for that? Cortland Sun was not bad. Twelve bucks, uh, but yeah, you know, other than that. Not a whole lot, really, to... Can I interject with something, please? Of course you can. Um, dear listener, I'd just like to uh, keep you up to date. Uh, you might have noticed on the chat or not that a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was our rivalry week, and we played for the rights to name the rivalry uh, championship, or the rivalry bowl, until um, until for the next game. Uh Richie is yet to do so, so I'm putting him on the spot for this uh, this podcast. What is our rivalry week championship bowl name? Yeah, look, not gonna lie, I have not thought about this at all. Um, I said I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd call you out on this, and I, I really have absolutely no idea. And I'm gonna hit. I'm just, I know I'm just gonna panic and come up with something just really shit. Do it. Or like immature or that's a, that's horribly it, do juvenile. Do we know any other way? Do we know any other way? Um, like, <laughs> you know, they've got the. Uh, they call the uh, English football uh, championship final the richest game in sport. Yeah. So I'm gonna call this the most one-sided game in sport rivalry. Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> Scrap rivalry bowl. The most one-sided rivalry bowl. Um, going forward. Uh, just just a heads up, if I ever win, mine is gonna be significantly more childish than that. Yeah, look, I, I've definitely panicked. Um, luckily I'll you know get another chance to rename it later on in the season anyway. Considering that what are we at? We're like nine and one or something. Shut up. Record. Moving on. I think uh, I think I've actually got the most wins against anyone against you. Um, that's a little fun fact. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, would you like a? Would you would you like some more? A little bit more trivia. Sure. As we uh, segue to something else. Um, here's one for you. Who's got the most fumbles at a? Uh, risk for as a wide receiver and as a running back. Same player? No, they're two different players, okay. but we'll do both positions. Fumbles. Mm. Chris Carson. Correct. Yeah. He has four. Oh, what is it? Three. Okay, four. Yep. And, and as a wide receiver, can you give me the number of how many fumbles it is? Four. Next best, I think, is two. So it's kind of yeah, I, it's a surprising player as well. I wouldn't. I was surprised by this, but oh, I wouldn't be able to get it. Uh, Stefan Diggs. Huh. Fair enough. Go. So have fun with that, Saxon and Shams. Uh, um, uh, we'll do uh, one more, I think, before we move on. Um, who has the most touchdowns? at the running back position in terms of 
receiving touchdowns, not rushing touchdowns. Eckler? It's two people. Oh. Eckler is one. Ooh. Can you guess how many he's got? Four? Five? Five is correct. He's got five receiving touchdowns. Who's the other player? I don't even know who the other one would be. James White? <laughs> I wish. Uh, oh, I Christian think... McCaffrey, surely. No, it's actually Jamal Williams. Ooh. Green Bay. Ooh. He's turning in to be the new Eckler slash White. White does not have a single reception. Receiving touchdown, I think. Um, I think he had about 12 touchdowns in total last season as well. Most of them were receiving, so a little bit disappointed with James White. But, you know, it's James White. We still love you. Um, all right, let's move on to the next bit. And we're going to do um, a power rankings quiz. Are we also Is this going to be uh, mixed in with uh, according to Fantasy Pros or we just do the power rankings? Uh, we might save according to Fantasy Pros until next week. Give us right. some more time to do some research. All right, let's do, let's do some power rankings. So, all right, so... Run me through how this works. I'm going to essentially... Ask you some, uh, give you a few opportunities to guess the, the teams, but we're going to go through a few, like, say, the lowest ranked team, the highest ranked team, well, I'd say top five teams, then also the biggest mover up and the biggest mover down in the power rankings over the last week. So, what okay. in the last week has affected the teams the most in going up and down? Does that make sense? I think so. Okay, so who is the lowest ranked team in the NFL? Lowest ranked team. I'm gonna go Bengals. You are incorrect. The Bengals are ranked number 30. Can you name the two below Wait, them? How many NFL teams are there? 32. Okay, so what? Third worst. Two below. Actually, I take that back. You named the last one, but given that the Dolphins have won, That's how many spots have they risen? Well, that's why I didn't put them last, because I want to go... They were previously last. How many spots have they risen? So, Bengals are 32, and they haven't won a game yet. No, 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 Bengals are 30. So, they're 30 out of 32, they haven't won a game yet. Uh-huh. Miami, obviously, would have been last beforehand. Uh-huh. I'm going to say they've risen to... 29. No. Yes. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> they've risen three spots from that one win. Genius. Um, Can I point out that statistically, or factually, that means that the teams ranked 31 and 32 both have one wins, both below the Bengals 0 and 8. Yeah, that, especially now that <laughs> Dalton's been benched, that's even more surprising. I just want to point out, this is uh, based off the NFL.com power rankings, the Bible of the internet, so whatever is said here has to go. I mean, I, I would have thought Fantasy Pros would have been your Bible, but I can understand that. So, I'm guessing the bottom two are the Jets and Washington. That is correct. I'm going to put Washington last. That is correct. There we go. Okay. All right. Now, can you name me the top five teams in football? All right. So, we're going to start at five. Um, Doesn't have to be in order because I've got a question after this. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll do the obvious ones. Pats. Uh-huh. New Orleans. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Green Bay. Yep. Um, Seattle. No. Seattle's not there. No, That's Seattle there. is number six. Bugger. Not um, having moved from last week. San Fran. Yep. 
one left. I feel like I've already forgotten who I've said. Um, I would also like to point out that we won't do the biggest mover because I'll give you a hint. This team is the biggest mover going up six positions from their last week. Kansas? Surely not. No. no I didn't think so. All right. I'll tell you who it is. Buffalo. It is the Baltimore Ravens. After beating the Pats, they've gone up six positions. Oh, I hate how one game can do such a big jump. They are now in fourth. Fourth. Can you tell me who is number one? Oh, it's got to be the 49ers, surely. It is. Has to be. Number two? I want to say Pats, but I feel like they've... If Baltimore moved up so much, they've dropped down to, like, probably three. For the first time all season, they are now in third. How genius. So... Two would have to be New Orleans. That is correct. Baltimore is four. Then Packers. Packers five. So the biggest drop. Who would have the biggest drop over this last week? Tell you what, they moved down five positions. Must have. So they must have lost. Um. Chicago. Incorrect. The Colts? Also incorrect. You've got one more chance. Mm. Minnesota? Correct. Minnesota has dropped, uh, what did I say, five positions. They are now, let me just get this back up. Minnesota have dropped from num- rank number five to number ten, <laughs> behind the Texans, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, Seattle, and then the top five that we've already named. Yeah, that's fair. I'll do that. Yeah. I mean, they lost to the Chiefs without Mahomes, so it's hard to rank them better than that. All right. Um, what's next? We've still got Pickums to go. Is there anything after that, or is that it? Um, I'm actually going to do. This is a going to be Karen's favourite area. Talk about trades that have happened this season. Because I guarantee she will be interested in that. Um, I'm going to do them based on order, so chronologically. Mm -hmm. Good. That's how you pronounce that word. First trade that happened this season. Elbel for Cup. Now, David, this this was a a trade involving you. I was very surprised this trade went through. I would have thought Bell's value would be much higher than Cooper Cup, but he's uh, he's ranked third on receiving yards so far this season. How do you feel about this trade? Um, look, he this this half of the season is meant to be significantly better for him. I understand that the Jets are terrible at the moment and probably won't be. But at the time, it basically benefited both of us. Um, I still have hope that Bell will still be substantially decent. Um, and, you know, behind Barkley, you'd make a good running back too. Yeah, it's been a bit disappointing from what I like, but he'll do. Um, Cup, I'm a bit sad to see go, but it had to be done. Yeah? No, re- no regrets? Yep. No, it, it had to be done. I needed a running back. I was... Yeah. Number two yeah. back. I needed, some, needed something. And literally that week, that was the only running back offer I could get going. So it's all I like have. A, a 
fair point. All right, and I'm sure I'm sure Matt is dancing around in circles after the way you know, Cup has performed this season. Um, the next one that happened, which you know seems apparently needs explaining over and over again. <laughs> McCaffrey and Royce Freeman for T.Y. Hilton, Hunter Henry, Josh Jacobs. Right. Now, first things first. Uh, shout out to Skip and Shannon. Uh, Royce Freeman was basically the player was going to be dropped. I was giving away two players. So I needed... I would have had to pick someone up anyway. We came to the conclusion that he was going to drop this player, so I was like... Just chuck him in the trade so I, I can fill my roster spot. Okay, that is why he was in there. I'm not sure why everyone else got so confused about that or still doesn't understand it. Made no sense to me. Now, moving on from that, before you interject, because I know you got something to say, the reasoning for this, right? Jez was sitting at about two and five, I think, and was up against Saxon, which was basically like the next closest uh, spot in the league. He, McCaffrey was on by. He had no one else really to play. His projections was about 20 worse or something, close to, to Saxon's. Logic was, I need to win this week. If I don't win, I'm done. And I'm limited in these positions because of how bad OBJ and Juju had been. Um, I spent the money to get Henry because I already had a tight end and I knew Jez and Dan needed tight ends. And that's where the trade talk came from. Um, I came in with a different offer involving Henry. Jez came back with this because Hilton had been playing well and I think still has value, even though it has been a little bit hit and miss. Um, Hunter Henry is an absolute beast and has continued to show that. And Josh Jacobs has been very, very good considering he's a rookie. Right? So those have done pretty well. He wanted to diversify his team, make it stronger across the board instead of having one guy getting 30 points and then finishing on 80 points as a team. Um, instead, get a bunch of guys that can get you 30 to 40 points between the three of them and finish close to 100. And I mean, in all fairness, it would have worked. You know, if Saxon's Pats D didn't come out and get 20-odd bullshit points to beat him, like, right at the end, you know, he would have won that game. He won the week before last. Last week was a, was a write-off bad one, but... You know, that, could have, that would have been a 2-1 and one record with the track. So it would have worked for him. Um, I had the pieces to move. Hilton was my third receiver. Jacobs was like my second or third running back, but also still had Melvin Gordon, who'd started coming back, and Devonta Freeman too. So that's the reason that he needed, he needed to win at that point. The trade was only going to happen that week because he was on by. If it didn't happen that week, he wouldn't have made the trade. Look, I don't have any issues with what happened. I completely understand why Jez made that trade. I don't have a problem that he made that trade with you. It's completely fine. My, I wouldn't even say issue. My, my question would be, why wouldn't you shop him around? Uh, just to just to see his value. Not, like, not, you might even finish and still take, like shop him around, go, oh, yep, no, there's nothing, and still go with you. I don't have a problem with that. There's no issues with that at all. I think that's what a lot of people were wor- wondering about. I know Saxon was definitely curious about why he wasn't shopped around, because I think Saxon specifically felt he could have offered better, even with the same situation, because Saxon also had a lot of tight ends that he could have helped out with. Yeah. Um, well, I think between me and Sax, we were the only ones who actually had the pieces mm, agreed, to move. But, but that was the main 
playing Jez that week, that's it's a very bold move. Not many people would. I, I, I doubt Sachs would have made that. He might say he did, but I, he would. But I, you know, realistically, I don't think many people would make that trade to someone they're playing. But still, even come at someone like me or Seamus and asking, oh, you know, for might not happen. But at least, at least seeing, you know, for for that player, what about Kelsey or Kittle? Or, well, I think he's just chuck in. I think it's, it's just, just more no one actually yeah. approached him. I approached him, I think it was like Thursday as well, so the trade needed to be wanted to done before the weekend. And, you know, there might have been some Friday players involved, I'm not entirely sure. Um, that's just sort of those ones that just had to get done ASAP. Like, I wanted to sort of wait a week. He's like, if you wait till next week, not going to happen. Oh, well, yeah. Fair cool. enough. I, I agree. I wouldn't, you know, trade him on his bye week. I took an L that week because of it. You know, I lost three starters to a... Go Keaton Allen. Sorry. Big game. Probably a flag. Probably gets the offense. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason behind that. In all fairness, it's it's done pretty well because Jacobs has done very well. Hilton, sure, being hit and miss, has been hurt, but he'll come back. And Hunter Henry's done very well, I think. He's, he's been getting about eight, eight to ten targets a game, so he's done pretty well in that regards. Um, so that's that reasoning. Hopefully he gets put to bed. If not... I don't, even, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> you well, guys can, it's been, it's you guys been can, explained. We can, we can it's been on. explained. If you can't comprehend that, then that's your own fault. All right. Um, the next one that happened, um, another one involving me and she- this one at the time, Seamus. Hopkins went for Stefan Dix and DeFonta Freeman. And that, I reckon, is probably the fairest trade so far because Diggs was on the up. He did have a good game, that first one for Seamus. I think he got about 14 points. Freeman, I think, always has value as, like, an RB2 type player. Maybe even an RB3. Um, no, sorry, not RB3. RB2 to maybe even RB1, depending on the matchup. And Hopkins uh, was probably a buy-low type sitch. Um, so that's reasoning behind that one. Um, yeah, that like, makes that, sense. That's, that's fine. I Diggs... Yeah, well, I don't have a problem with that. I think that, that was a good... It's unfortunate where Diggs has ended up, but it's... Just a, yeah. It is what it is, I guess. It's just been unfortunate for Chambers, and as I can relate to him when it's not your year or... Yeah, exactly. You've got to make the moves. Yeah. Um, ignore the Alex Madison for Mark Andrews one. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Got the piece to cool. move the tight end. You need the handcuff. Um, Davin Cook for going take the girl. Now, that one surprised me, because I think... Cook has much more value than those two. Even though Tate's done pretty well. Gurley's on the Gurley's as well. Gurley's just yeah, he's just he's limited. He's gonna to be touchdown dependent to get you solid double digit points. So I'm not too sure on that one. Cook's been pretty good all season. So I think Sachs definitely comes out winner on that. But again, the reasoning for Seamus, he needs to completely spread his team out. Hopkins and Cook is not gonna do it by themselves. Why not sort of spread it out? He's now got two decent receivers and two decent running backs. Oh, I completely and, understand why he needs to make those trades. And uh, the f- super, the soon-to-be MVP, um, Kenyon Drake, who's going to be <laughs> going on from there. All right. Um, have we got anything else, or should we get on to league pickems quickly and then um, pull up there? Yep. Don't too long. <laughs> A bit strapped for time, so we'll get through this real quickly. We'll do the uh, league pickup, uh, pickems. We'll do NFL matchups, then fantasy. Uh, sure. Do you want me to power through this? Um, yep. All right. I know there's still seven minutes left in this game, but Oakland or L- uh, Chargers. 
Um, I mean, considering that, yeah, there's seven minutes left and Oakland are it's, 20 to 17. It's pretty close. Chargers are in a very good offensive position. You said you were going to pick Chargers. I, I did originally say Chargers, yeah, so I'm still going to back Chargers. Yep, I think Chargers as well. Um, Detroit, Chicago. Yeah, look, definitely going Detroit. Uh, Chicago's defense isn't the same and they have no offense. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I picked Detroit as well on this one. Um, also, I want one, one of yours to be a lock of the week. So you need to figure out which one is your lock of the week. Lock of the week as in... It's definitely going to win. Oh, definitely going to win, okay. Alright, um, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Yeah, that's probably going to be the lock, that's the lock of the week. Alright, you're locking it in? I mean, it's locked in. How can you not, really? Baltimore, obviously. Um, okay, Buffalo, Cleveland. Um, definitely Buffalo. Yep. Their defense is too good. Cleveland's offense is dreadful, and defense is pretty dreadful too, so definitely clearly, uh, bu- uh, Buffalo. Um, New Orleans, Atlanta. Definitely the Saints. Saints um, have to win this one, surely. Hopefully, Atlanta put up some. Points, which they've done all season, but their defense is so so bad. Like yeah. they're always behind and chasing, which is quite good for Austin Hooper actually. The New York Derby. Um, I tell you, who's not going to be a winner? Anyone who watches that game. <laughs> hey, I got Barkley playing and Bell. It's just going to be the worst. Um, I'm going to back the Jets. Not the Jets, sorry. Why would I say that? Stupid. The Giants, just because they've Barkley will. Go to town. Um, Golden Tate has actually done pretty well. I think Daniel Jones is actually playing better than yeah, Donald, I'm, which I'm, is sad to say. I'm going to say the Giants as well. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay and Arizona. Um, I'm going to go Tampa. I think their oh, offense is my pick as well. Well, Cardinals' defense is so bad. Tampa's yeah. offense is just yeah. They're so just shooting. the Tampa's two and six. No, they're sh- they're still just shootout guys like. Um, Arizona, I mean, just because you get a rookie quarterback, you just don't know what to expect. Um, I think it'll be a shootout, though. Yeah. Kansas City, Tennessee. Um, I think this is very dependent if Mahomes is back or not. I'm going to go Kansas regardless. I'm going to say if Mahomes is back, I'll go Kansas. Otherwise, I'll probably go Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill's pretty good, and Kansas run D has been pretty average all season, so... Derek Henry has a great chance to go off, but Kansas just have enough weapons. Tyreek Hill is just such a handful. Yeah. Um, and between Damien Williams and LaShawn, I think they'll be able to get something going on the ground too. And to my lock of the week, I'm going Indianapolis over Miami, even though Miami is turning around a bit. And, oh, flag, never mind. Um, yeah. I mean, even if Brissett's out, they're going to run the... They, like I said, Mac's going to get 25 carries plus. Yeah. Miami have no rush defense. And he they all they just run it all day in that team anyway. So he's... I'm, I'm going to call it... I'm going to say he's going to have 25 to 30 fantasy points. Fair enough. Um, all right, Carolina Green Bay. Oh, that's going to be interesting. It depends what Green Bay shows up. <laughs> Which it, Rogers shows up. Carol, um, Carolina have a pretty good defense. So it's hard to say. I'm going to go Carolina. They're leading in sacks, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't get much protection. So I'm going to lead in. Go for I'm Carolina. Gonna, I'm going to go Carolina. Um, their de- yeah, Green Bay's defense have been torn apart a little bit, and McCaffrey's just too good. Rams, Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, you're going to have to go uh, Rams. If Connor plays, maybe Pittsburgh. Yeah. But it's looking like he won't, and Samuel's nah. just I'm going, I'm going sucks, Rams. So I'm going Rams. Um, all right, Minnesota, Dallas. 
Oh man, that's just that's such that's two inconsistent teams. Really inconsistent. Um, I reckon Dallas. Oh, it's just Dallas. I think should have this. What is it? It's gonna be a night game. Well, I'm gonna go Dallas because Kirk Cousin cannot play in prime time. <laughs> He has one of the worst records in primetime night games, so I'm going to be back in Dallas. All right, and Seattle-San Fran. I think this is going to be a stunner of a game. That's going to be such a good game, isn't it? Like, I have no idea who to pick. One of the best but... offences against one of the best defences. I'm going to go San Fran. I think their combination of defence and offence outweighs You know what? I'm going to go Seattle. Yeah, just I'm going to go Seattle. Just to be a dick? Yep. Yeah, that's the boy. That's my boy. All right, now to the league pickums. Okay, fantasy. All right, yes. So, so, well, should we... I mean, it's hard to with the games currently in progress. That's all right. Let's just... But we can focus on that. Um, right. Should we start with Jez and myself? Sure. Um, let's have a look. So, Jacobs has been pretty disappointing, considering. Um, go through the matchups. I reckon Jez is still going to do it. I'm going to back... Devonta Parker is in. That is exciting. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to back Jez too. I think. Thanks. <laughs> just, just because you're my, my rival, even though Barkley and Bell are playing each other and both are dreadful defenses, I'm still going to back Jez. Alright, let's go for you and Matthew Palmer. Yeah, even though Matt's on a run, considering how this game has gone, um, I'm definitely going to be backing me. I think I've got much more reliable players than he does. Yeah. Uh, is Kamara back? Kamara is back, I think. So, at a... Yeah, look, that flex position is going to be... A, Matt. I think Matt will make it five in a row. I think that a flex position is going to be a head-scratcher, but he's also got Jalen Samuels in, so I'm not too worried there. Well, that Saxon Sam. Um, well, that's going to be a... It's meant to be a nail-biter, isn't it? Um... Oh, that's a tough one. Chubb's got good Buffalo, game. so that's hard. Henry should have a good game. Julio's always good. Mike Evans is hit and miss. Oh, Mike Evans versus Godwin. Oh, God. Gonna love to see that one. Alright, I'm gonna go Saxon on this one. That's my gut. Yeah, I'm gonna go Saxon too, I think. Not uh, my head, my gut. Alright, um, last but not least, Seamus and Daniel. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. Um, Daniel. <laughs> we're, going, we're going for Dan. Seamus is. Uh, I uh, must say, breaking news, Seamus has made a play for James White. So he's got his bye week, but the week after. Has that, was that, been, has that been picked up? Yeah, six minutes ago. There we go, James White has uh, found a new home, which is the same home as before, as I just realised, but... Just to also... You know. Just also touch on a few Grim Truths facts we didn't get to, just from the Packers game. The, the, mm. the Pats game. Um, Brady has thrown... To 74 different receivers, um, 74 touchdowns to different receivers. That is a NFL record. Ooh. In his career. Um, and the Pats, uh, over the last against Baltimore, conceded their first rushing touchdown since week 14 of last year. That is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> that is a solid D. Um, All right. Should we? Is, uh, the dr- the grim truth. Should, the more you we? know. <laughs> Knowledge is power. <laughs> should, should we um, call there? I've got to probably bolt. 
Yeah, um, we've. This has definitely gone on long enough. <laughs> if you've made it this far, congratulations. We're all proud of you. We love you so much. Please give us your feedback on what we could shorten, what we could extend, what you'd like to hear more of, what you'd like to hear less of. Um, um, you'll still be hearing mine and Richie's voice, so don't say that. And and if you uh, want to be a part of the podcast, you know we're welcome. Uh, Extra guests in to phone in and just give their opinion. He, he might pop in, uh, maybe not a part of the podcast, you might not know that, but uh, pop in to watch Fantasy a few times after his work goes on holidays. So, Oh, that's hope, exciting. Hopefully we can tee him up as a guest. And... Yeah, I mean, if, or if you want to, you know, drop in and have a, you know, have a chat on the podcast, you're more than welcome. Um, you know where to find us. Um, Richie's house. <laughs> but that is episode one of The Butt Fumble. Let us know what you think. And hopefully we can make this a weekly thing. All right, guys, that's Richie out. Peace.